0: Somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Ah, hell yes. Uh, thank you very much, Rob Roop. Hey, it's Mike. My wife, Jenny. Hello. Welcome to uh, a show that we did an hour sooner today. Thank you, Daylight Saving Time. Uh-huh.
1: I'm taking no one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody is. I, uh, I want to say, like, uh, starting off the podcast here, uh, two things uh two hoax days if you will uh daylight saving time falling back and springing forward would be one of them don't get me wrong i like the fact that we can now have the sun set an hour later but is there is there any issue in this country that would unite more americans than getting rid of this damn concept because i can't
1: Yes, how much they hate mariah carey
0: okay there's that well, there's those uh, those closet Mariah Carey fans that come out every uh, December and uh, pretty much regale us with that one song. And no, no, don't try singing it. Um, but but like daylight saving time, I don't know one conservative, one liberal, anybody who's straight, anybody who's gay, anybody who's black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male or female, young or, or old. I, I did I say gay? Yeah, you did. Okay, we said gay, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, I can't wait to mess with my clock, you know. I mean, it's it's not so much of, of, of an inconvenience setting clocks anymore, because as you know, uh, you know, a lot of things just kind of set themselves back. I mean, you took care of the oven, the microwave last night, and I took care of the big clock in the living room uh, this morning slash afternoon, whatever time it was. But it just there's no point to it. Why are we doing this still? Let's just keep it on this time. And never fall back, never spring forward again. I like the fact that the sun sets later.
1: Hmm, I don't know. Well, you know how like the longest day of the year is in what June? Yeah. The sun would set at like eleven thirty or something. Yeah. And that's just far too late.
0: Well, right. But like, I know some people. I know some people are like, "Well, why can't we be on the same time as uh, Chicago?" Because you know they. We
1: tried that once.
0: Well, we were on daylight standard time. And what would happen is we would do nothing. And so one part of the year we were on the same time as New York, and the other time we'd be on Chicago because everybody else was shifting their clocks back and forth, and we weren't.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, so we kind of had it right, but everybody else was doing it wrong. But because everybody else was doing it wrong, we looked bass backwards. So now we're doing it here in the Hoosier State, and now everybody except for Arizona thinks, man, this is stupid because Arizona doesn't observe it. Arizona is the sane state in this one. It's just I, I don't get it. Like, just so. What time
1: is it there now?
0: Uh, something o'clock.
1: It'd be like what mountain time?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. So it would be. Bleh, 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 bleh. We're so doing this at five forty.
1: Mountain and Pacific. It would be
0: three forty there, or maybe we spring ahead, so it'd be like two forty. I have no friggin' idea. I think they're now on the same time as Los Angeles, and if anybody's really this anal retentive, and they want to correct us on this, knock yourself out. We will not stop you. Uh, but it's
1: just—I don't like being corrected. <laughs>
0: well, you're 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 my wife, so yeah, a wife never likes being corrected. That's Shut up. that's suicide. Yeah. Uh, another hoax day, and I'm probably going to get in trouble with a lot of people who like beer. I like beer, but you know what else I like doing? Showing up for work on a weekday. St. Patrick's Day is this Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are some religious implications with it, but can we stop all pretending we're Irish? It's not necessarily because I'm against cultural appropriation. It's just...
1: You're more British than Irish.
0: Yeah, I'm more of the oppressor than I am the the, the oppressed. Uh, No. Well, hell, my family got away from England, so I don't know if that even counts. But uh, everybody's Irish, and oh, i got to sneak off and drink. Basically, St. Patrick's Day is for the young or the unemployed, or people who do not work. I, Who skips out for an entire day in the middle of the week to drink? I don't. So, hopefully nobody at work does, because I sure as hell don't want to like come home at 11 o'clock on a Thursday night. But, I don't know. That, that was always kind of a thing. I always kind of had to bite my tongue working at the old place when we would do stuff for St. Patrick's Day, because it's like, all right, St. Patrick's Day, and... Uh, are you getting drunk? And a lot, of, and any of the people that would call in would say, "No, I had to go to work today," because I think it's just a given that okay, you work at a rock station, uh, everybody that listens to you is drunk or high or a combination thereof, right? And I just it really didn't make for interesting radio. Like I would make maybe some mention of it toward the later stages of my tenure there, but when it was St. Patrick's Day, it was just like, "Well, why do I care? I'm probably going to go home have a beer and then pass out." So. Not that I'm. And by the way, it's, I was thinking about this. Uh, it's been about six and a half years since I've last been hung over. so I got that going for me. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah.
1: Tell us more about that.
0: Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. That was that was uh, bachelor party night, and I told you I was never going to get that drunk again. And did I keep my word?
1: I can't remember.
0: Why were you drunk?
1: Well, it was my bachelorette party. <sighs>
0: mm. So kind of drunk.
1: Had a nice little uh, pee-pee veil.
0: So that was nice. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. The the wang's all over you. That's that's nice. <laughs> so there's that. And I'm saying this with our kid. Walking and crawling and all that fun stuff. And playing here. with his wang. Uh not right now, he's not. Logan. Uh this past week has started to do a little more walking. Uh he's standing up on his own for a few seconds before falling on his butt, and he'll take a couple of steps. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, I remember the first time Lana took her first steps, and it was just like, whoa. Now you can't stop her from moving. Hazy is the same way. And the thing, the funny thing is, like, Logan didn't start moving on his own until late. Like, he didn't stop rolling, and then he started crawling maybe a couple, few months ago, it seemed like. I don't know. Like, it, he got off to a late start, but, like, ever since mm. then, he's been catching up and doing well.
1: He's, he's been on track this yeah. whole time. He just, you know, not everyone's the same.
0: Yeah, and, and Hazel's definitely not the same as the other two.
1: Now, Hazel did take just a little bit longer. She was still on track, but just a little yeah. bit lo- longer. Like, for their mm. social, emotional skills, she was borderline. Right. But she was fine. They were talking about having, like, a, a therapist with her while she was here. You right. know, just, like, helping her out. I'm like, no, we'll just, you know, focus on her more. Right. Because, you know, we were still adjusting.
0: A little bit, yeah. Now... <sighs> When I say she's a little different from the other two, from Logan and from Lana, Hazy, do you ever think that she might be a secret agent or something, or she might grow up to be a government agent yeah. like an assassin? Because there's there's a really an weird... An interrogator. Yeah, there's a really weird... I hate to say this about a three-year-old girl, but there's kind of a sadistic thing about her. I got a couple of examples. One that just happened yesterday as we're recording this Sunday, but uh, the first of which was a couple of weeks ago. Is me, her, and Logan in the living room. I had Logan in one arm. I had a cup of coffee like I do now on the stand next to the recliner. And Hazel walks up and she goes, Daddy, is that your coffee? You know, and before I could really respond, and keep in mind this coffee is still hot, Hazel puts her fingers in it to my horror. Of course she didn't burn them. I guess it wasn't too hot. But it was still hot enough. I thought she would yank back and go, ah, it's hot. She sticks them in. She takes them out. She puts them in her mouth and goes, Yummy, and I'm looking at her like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and and then like yesterday, we're out walking at uh, Jefferson Point here in Fort Wayne. I went to uh, Summit Comic. We Books. We have
1: or... ways of making you. Yes,
0: talk. it's very intimidating. I'm like 42, and I'm being intimidated by a three-year-old. Uh, we're walking. She must out... take after me. Yeah. Uh. Su- yeah. Summit Comic Books. We're walking out of that. It's an outdoor mall, strip mall type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it was windy. It was like maybe maybe 20 outside. Adults are walking by huddled together with their coats around them themselves. I'm freezing my butt off. I mean, when I got to the car, my face was just beat red because of the wind. And, I'm, and Hazel doesn't like holding hands when you walk with her. She will walk with you, but she does not like holding hands. So I keep her close, I'm like, come on, Hazel. She kind of lagged behind a little bit. And I turn around and I say, hey, Hazel, come on, let's go. She stops and she leans into the wind and starts doing this really weird demonic smile, like yeah. And I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, does she ever do anything like that around you? No, I'm sure she does, but
1: it's more like the no, no, what? to hold your head.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's more of a that's more of a toddler type of thing, right there. Speaking of which, hi, Logan.
1: Oh, my pants are on inside out.
0: Oh wow, but like I, I've just never seen a kid act like that at such a young age, you know. I just she's I just still love weird... that
1: picture of her that's blurry <laughs> when she's jumping off the couch.
0: Uh, kinda like uh kind of like Mick Foley, yeah. Maybe maybe she'll be a daredevil or something, but there's just there's kinda like this weird thrill seeking part of Hazel that that's kind of unnerving a little bit. <laughs> like you have to keep a close Isn't eye. Isn't she on her. like your uh, baby sister? Kelly? Mm-hmm. Kelly's kind of like that. Oh my god, I'm definitely gonna have to keep hitting Is on you. that crazy. that
1: what's that deep end of the swimming pool story?
0: Okay, so uh, before I get into the next subject here, uh, when I was 10, we visited family down in Charlotte, North Carolina. My Uncle Chuck and Aunt Jeannie were living in an apartment at the time uh, before they got a house. And uh, we were visiting, like I said, and there's a swimming pool there. And there was a deep part that was about like maybe six feet deep, if that. But it was still deep enough for like uh, Kelly, who was three at the time. Oh, crap. And uh, I'm in the shallow end with my dad. Kelly throws in a floaty po- uh, toy at the deep end of the pool, and there's a rope, and she forgot to let go, and she got pulled in. So my dad—I've never seen him swim so fast in my life. Uh, pretty much caught up with her and got her out of the pool to make sure she was all right. But was yeah. she okay? Oh yeah, she was fine. But it was. It was could
1: it, she? Could she swim or stay? No, she was three. She was three.
0: <laughs> But yeah, I'm definitely going to have to keep Hazel away from Swing Pools. Uh, I, I actually got um, corrected on a Facebook post from earlier this week. And it's sometimes it's hard to find material uh, to comment on. I mean, I don't want to post everything that is Ukraine war. I mean, it's going on all over the place. I really don't know what the hell is going on over there. But I saw this story about how Fred Durst and uh, Flip Biscuit... Uh, Somebody broke into his backyard and stole thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And I'm just thinking, well, that's a lot of garden gnomes, right? Mm. So I post on Facebook. I didn't know he had thousands of dollars worth of stuff. I didn't even know he had a backyard, kind of insinuating that he's a one-hit wonder.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: I had a fraternity brother message me privately after that, Jeremy Dunphy, who lives in the eastern part of uh, Tennessee. actually doesn't live too far from Gatlinburg, I think. Was it Murfreesboro? Mm. One of those little towns. In a really nice looking part of Tennessee, and he goes, he actually, and he said, actually, I had a realtor friend who was showing houses around to Fred Durst not too long ago, and I guess he's got a lot of money, so I replied back, so I guess what you're saying is he's rolling, right? <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, like, yeah, I know. That be like, a,
1: wow, what a wise investment.
0: Yeah, but I, I guess Dumphy said his friend said that uh, Fred Durst is kind of a douche. But I, I did uh, a
1: <laughs> anyone who wears a backwards hat.
0: Well, right, anybody who wears a backwards hat, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get more into that as uh, we do more podcasts. But what was weird was I. I uh,
1: Why is naked pronounced naked, but baked is not pronounced baked?
0: Who said that? It's a meme. Oh, okay. But I did some uh, research and uh, apparently Fred Durst, even though Luke Biscuit hasn't really been a thing for like two decades, think about that, uh, he's still worth about $20 million. That's
1: pretty good.
0: That's a nice chunk of change. So, I mean, he's, Must he's, be all those memes. Uh, must be all the memes, uh, you know. Must
1: be the memes.
0: Uh, he does do some commercial and film directing, even though he's not like, you know, he's not like a Spielberg or anything like that. But, I, you know, I started looking around at net worths of other rock stars, other okay, lead singers. Okay, this is interesting. Who would you say is the most successful musician financially of all time? Elvis. Well, you know, if he was still alive, I would probably, he probably would be. But uh, Paul McCartney of the Beatles, worth a whopping $1.2 with a B dollars, right? Uh, Bono of U2 is worth seven hundred million dollars. He's worth more than Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger and Bob Dylan a piece, only worth five hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's a tough life they live. Dave Grohl, <laughs> Foo Fighters, former drummer of Nirvana, three hundred twenty million dollars. He's doing okay for himself. Uh, you
1: and him became a dad at the same age.
0: Just about, but I didn't. I obviously did not inherit his bankroll. Dave Matthews. Yeah, you didn't. Trust, Dave Matthews. how I know. Yeah. Dave Matthews and James Hetfield of Metallica, both lead men of their respective bands, worth about three hundred million each. Ozzy's worth about two hundred twenty million. It's not bad. Uh, Robert Plant's only only worth two hundred million. You now this is like the old guard of rock music. Um, but I was looking at like some of the, the the lead singers also of the same era of Fred Durst, Corey Taylor, who front, who has a solo career, who's got Slipknot, who's got Stone Sour, only worth ten. Which I find amazing. I thought he'd be worth a little more than mm. that because he he what does. What the gap? Yeah, Sully Erna from Godsmack uh, earns less than Fred Durst, or he's worth worse uh, less <laughs> than Fred Durst.
1: Worth worst?
0: Yeah, worth worst. Uh, no, Sully's only only worth sixteen million dollars. Jacoby Shaddix a Pop Roach twelve million. Uh, Sean Morgan of Seether only four. Brad Arnold of Three Doors Down only eight million. I mean, that's still pretty good. I mean, if you if you have millions, if you're worth millions. You're doing all right. You're doing a lot better than most. Uh Getty Lee or not Getty Lee of of Rush uh makes four or he's worth forty five million dollars. It's Vin- pretty
1: good for a bass player.
0: Yeah, but you know what sucks though? Vince Neil of Motley Crue, as much of a train wreck as that dude is, fifty million dollars. So he's worth more than Getty, even though Rush I think is a better band than Motley Crue. There's no question about that. How much do you think Chad Kruger of Nickelback Jeff is? Chad Kruger? Well, however the hell you pronounce his last name because I've heard it pronounced both ways. How much do you think he's worth?
1: 45 million.
0: That wouldn't be bad. 45 million is a pretty good ballpark. I mean, but you know, Nickelback was around the same time of Scott Stapp Creed, Limp Biscuit, like Okay, well, how much? $80 million. He's worth 80 million. That's not bad. And you think about all the friggin' hipsters that rag on that band saying, "Well, Nickelback sucks, they're the worst band ever."
1: He's worth $80 million. But you're still gonna say it.
0: Yeah. But you know, it got me thinking Pooh Fighters. As as much as I don't like Nickelback, I don't hate Nickelback, I don't understand the hatred to the point where we're saying they're the worst band ever because they obviously have a fan base. I mean it's not like Chad Kruger's like Elon Musk and making smart, wise investments. They're selling out is. Well maybe he's got somebody doing it for him. So I think I, I think my challenge for you and for me next week. Uh, I want to follow up on this because you know Chad Kruger making that much money, eighty million, you know, being worth eighty million dollars. You list ten bands, and I list ten bands that we think are worse than Nickelback because I there's Nickelback to me is more like the new middle version of Sticks or Journey. You just you just don't mind them, really. They're just okay. You hear them on the radio, okay, whatever. You move on. But they've obviously done well enough to where he's worth eighty million. I think Brian Johnson of ACDC is only worth ten million dollars.
1: We cut off more. his Johnson.
0: We cut off his Johnson. Uh, by that, by the way, uh, Flea was in that movie, and Anthony Kiedis is worth only one hundred fifty-five million dollars. It's a rough life he lives. All right, um, uh, real quick, uh, Frank Reich had to apologize for. Uh, advocating for the uh, Carson Wentz coming to the Colts. Uh, he got traded earlier this week. So Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, and I would have to think, are on the hot seat for bringing him in because it's been, like, what, three seasons since Andrew Luck retired from the Colts. They still don't have a quarterback, you know.
1: You want to go give it a go? No.
0: no I, I, I already
1: got that uh, rotator cuff injury. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't be a baseball player because of that, theoretically, because, like, rotator cuff injuries are, like, a bitch with baseball players but uh you know they that gave...
1: explains what? my first concert experience why i hurt so bad and was crying putting my shirt
0: on what what concert was that
1: <laughs> uh good charlotte
0: oh but i didn't stay
1: for that <laughs> we went for a simple plan
0: Okay, that's that's. And then, uh, like,
1: a Charlotte hit the stage right? Okay, okay bye.
0: Deuces. All right, yeah. But that, I'm
1: like, that makes sense now because I've always had rotator cuff trouble. Then because yeah. I, you know, kept doing this. I, okay, yeah. I was like 14. Come on.
0: All right, Joel, now I want to, to look up the the value of Joel Madden, before I can dunk on him.
1: Wait, which Madden?
0: Joel Madden, isn't he the front man for? Uh, no, I don't know either. Look so, it up. But Wait, uh, I'll yeah, look it up. but you know. The thing is, is like uh, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. I mean, they they took a rule on uh, Carson Wentz, and they had a catastrophic collapse before the end of the season, missing the playoffs. Two games before the end of the season, they had a ninety-six percent chance of getting into the playoffs, according to some stat, and they blew it. So, I was never really a big fan of Carson Wentz because his uh, red zone management sucked. Um, but uh,
1: forty million, Joel Madden.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. He's worth forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Good Charlotte. That guy is worth more than Fred Durst. Yeah. God. Man, what, those guys must have some smart people around them. All right, I wanted to touch base on this before. The same
1: could be said about you.
0: I uh, yeah, I'm worth 40 million dollars, everybody. Uh yeah, yeah, have you seen the uh, the Pixar trailer for Turning Red, the uh, the new uh, Disney Plus thing that they were they only put on Disney Plus, they didn't put it out in the theaters and I kind of have a theory on it. Why? Because I saw the trailer for that. I think we saw the trailer for that when we went and saw Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, so this girl turns into a big red panda. Big deal. And then uh, I saw the trailer again, and then, like, it kind of hit me. Wait, this this eighth grade girl in the, sh- uh, in the movie turns into a big red panda. Panda with a P. And I did a little digging on this, and apparently this is a uh, metaphor for the menstrual cycle.
1: I never heard of it.
0: You've never heard of the menstrual cycle?
1: Well, I've heard of the menstrual cycle. Right. But I haven't heard of Red Panda.
0: That's yeah. It's it's well, it's uh it's uh, turning red, right, and it's uh it, yeah. I don't think it's. I think because of the subject matter, that's why they put it on Disney Plus, so they can kind of save face. Because uh, do you remember the Good Dinosaur? No. Okay. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, I guess it was about a good dinosaur um but like i you know i guess with the pandemic you kind of can uh, sweep this under the rug but apparently i was doing some digging on it and uh the the metaphor you were is digging
1: a, up a dinosaur
0: i was digging up a dinosaur and apparently some of the parents and grandparents that had this on while their kids were watching uh said it was a little more blatant in terms of uh metaphor you know this yeah. This movie seems like it's geared toward, uh, you know, 13, 14-year-old girls because that's that's something that they would go through. But it's a Pixar movie, so there might be a parent going, oh, hey, kids, uh, the babysitter's here. Mom and Dad are going to go out and, uh, you know, you can watch uh, Turning Red. And then they have all sorts of questions for you. You know what I mean? I don't know how explicit it is because I guess...
1: Now we have to screen this.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you...
1: You and I should watch it.
0: We should watch it. Yeah. Okay. Date night. Tonight,
1: uh, since the kids are over at Mops.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll miss food uh, that the food that built America. Though.
1: Oh, it won't be that long.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll screen it. But, like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I don't want to get into this discussion with the kids now. Like, what does this mean? I don't think you they. Know, would... I was
1: telling one of my coworkers that whenever a sensitive topic comes up, I'm like, I got it. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing now i'm just like okay well here we go i just want to be transparent but explain it in terms that they can understand right because my parents were very like ah someone will figure it out and my tell parents
0: them. were like that too well,
1: dismissive
0: yeah there if you had <clears throat>
1: questions but they they wouldn't take it initiative
0: i i think with me i if i can keep my kids kids for as long as i can without it becoming you know weird or st- strange I do it, right? Um, because my parents were like that, like I when what I learned about sex ed. It was probably 4th, 5th and 6th grade because like w- like once a week or not once a week, like once a year they would have a special session where they would take all the girls from one grade and put them in a room, all the boys from one grade put them in another room. You had to sign p- permission slips so, you know, parents would say yes, I give you permission to teach my kids about birds bees and other weird animals if you know what i mean and we would watch this and of course none of us would rap, laugh when we would see a penis or a vagina you know um that's how i learned mom and dad never really talked about it but like when you're 10 you know you're just about ready to go into puberty so you need to have kind of a front... what's
1: puberty eh, yeah. and we won't worry about right. that. right you, you kind of have
0: to have a primer for that but like when you're four or five you know you you want them to like Learn what le-
1: it's basically what does this button do yeah
0: you want them to learn letters and not eat paste and not you know well
1: i mean that's tied into this though right
0: but like okay like if logan like i guess i would have to have the talk with him right like when he's 10 so there's some time before i have to do that but like here's how i'm going to approach this uh, the subject boy you know how to read yes do you know how to write Yes. You know, your multiplication tables? Yeah. All right. Sit down. Strap yourself in because uh, your, your mind's about to get blown and you're probably going to hate your mom and dad for a little bit. Because, <laughs> you know, that that sort of thing. Um, But, like, my dad always had an answer for everything. I just think he was awkward about that because he just didn't know how to approach it. Well,
1: because his parents didn't know how to approach it.
0: Well. Well. His dad didn't know. Correction. Yeah. The, I apologize. The story. Okay. This is. Like, I guess the subject came up when his brother, my Uncle Chuck, got a girl pregnant in college. And that resulted in my cousin Beth being born. And my cousin Beth is a lovely woman. I mean, you know, and he married the woman he got pregnant. That was the noble thing to do. But I guess that kind of upset both uh, my dad's parents about it. And my dad and his dad didn't really talk to begin with. Uh, So, the one weekend where... My dad and him went golfing, my grandfather. And I think my dad was like maybe 15 at the time or something, right? Teenager. You know, he should know something about this. I don't know how it was back in the 60s or 70s, man. Uh, my mom
1: doesn't remember either.
0: Yeah, that might be because of drugs. Uh, but
1: <laughs> She never touches stuff. She's just very aloof.
0: Right. Uh, but But like they got done golfing. They're in the car, right? And it's quiet. And my dad could tell his dad's a little tense about something, right? And he, he, then he hears my grandfather say, David, if you ever want to do it, wear a condom. And my dad was perplexed because he didn't know what the hell his dad was talking about. Like, um, context, please. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And so... I, th- I think it's important for parents to kind of take that on. And uh, that kind of leads me back to, uh, to another story out of Florida where they, uh, they signed this bill where, like, you know, grades kindergarten from, through three shouldn't be taught. These things and other things like
1: I agree about that. That's far. Too yeah,
0: but everybody's misinterpreting it. Like, well, if you can't tell them about you know gay sex and you hate gays, so you're saying say no to gay or you can't say gay. So now that you have these advocates saying that it's illegal to be gay in Florida, which
1: wow, that that took a turn.
0: It did. Like if if look, I know Desantis is not everybody's cup of tea, but. If they really banned gays in Florida, they would have sold Key West to Cuba. I mean, for crying out loud, take a step back. Like like I said, you know, you want your kids to be kids for as long as they can. And I don't mind my kids, you know, hanging out with somebody who is gay. Iggy. They yeah.
1: hung out with Iggy Yeah, yesterday. Your, your friend
0: Iggy, she is a lesbian. Yeah. And she's a normal person. She's not She's not like, you know... Uh, who
1: knows? I may just run away with her. No. No.
0: I'm too sexy, but, like, uh, the thing...
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, maybe. You but, always said you're afraid of me running away with a woman, more so than a man. Have I said that? Yes, Rebecca. Mm.
0: I don't, that doesn't sound like something I would say. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, but anyway...
1: We got Rebecca Beck, which is sure for Rebecca... And Rachel. Yes. <laughs> I uh, love the R's. <laughs> I
0: guess, but Rachel's a married woman. You, you'd be she's, throwing the wrench into her. She doesn't care.
1: <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, she, she does, and um, Kyle is a nice guy, so I'm not going to rock her. Oh,
0: my God. This is turning to Springer real quick. But, but, like, she's over here. It's not like having Mr. Garrison over from uh, South Park where he's wearing the assless chaps and he has Mr. Slave. Mr. Slave. It's not like that, where that was kind of the overt extreme version of a particular lifestyle. It was just, she's she's. I a love that episode
1: person. with Mr. Slave and Paris Hilton. Was it Lemmy Weeks?
0: Oh, that was a fa- kind of a sequel to Lemming Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 by the way, some of the some of the best lessons in life you can learn are like from watching episodes of South Park because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. But but yeah, if teaching your kids about sex, have them be kids for as long as they can. Of
1: course.
0: But when they get to the cusp of puberty. Twelve? 12? Okay. 12
1: I'm saying twelve because that's when Menarche right. really it happened for me at that age. Okay. And I had questions. All right. And I did ask, like, hey, you know, this happened. What is it? And they're like, oh, you just got your period. I'm yeah. like, oh, what is it? Here, yeah. Here, wear this. I'm like. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks.
0: I would <laughs> say, I, I would say like the earliest ten but keep the mechanics. Don't get into specifics. Don't teach a kid what a BJ is during sex ed class. If anything, in uh, high school... That yeah. should
1: not be part of sex ed. No.
0: If anything, that kid's going to learn because they have perverted friends. And, of course, you know, you know, there's always well, an urban dictionary. Suit up yeah so yeah gays are still allowed in florida yes yes and and turning red like we'll have to screen that see how because like again like i'm not a prude i just don't want to be too overt like the old Rocky and bullwinkles like it was for kids but there were a lot of cold war jokes in there for the adults it was kind of like uh like a predecessor to the simpsons you know mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I just kind of went on a long rant about that. You know what? It's
1: a good rant. Rants a, are good. We love rants here. Yeah, I don't. We know don't I, have conversations planned out. We just <laughs> go on tangents.
0: I can Yeah. Well, I've got like kind of a scrap list on my phone. Like, okay, here's some things I would like to talk about with this podcast. I don't just like pull things out of my ass mostly, but like I just kind of have a, a kind of a thing. Like, okay, here's what I want to talk about this week. Here's what I'm feeling. Maybe it's somebody a feels different. Yeah. Not it's a hard guideline. Yeah. I don't want to be like, what about those airline peanuts? Aren't they salty? Huh, huh. You just, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time for the gas uh, gas price inflation rant. Yeah, we know.
1: all know it's happening. Next, we, we we
0: all that might be a next unless something crazy stupid happens next week. That might be a rant for next week. Well, I mean, I already know that we're gonna do the the ten worst bands, ten bands worse than Nickelback. Food.
1: I don't know if I can think of ten bands right now. Uh, well, not right now.
0: That's why I'm giving you a
1: week. Green Day, I hate them.
0: They're overrated. Yeah. By the way, Chad Kroger from Nickelback is weighted, uh, has more value than Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, thank God. 80 to 75. I mean, Billy's still got money, but, you know, he blows it on blow. Um. Let's see. Oh, and finally, since we're kind of on the topic of sex and stuff, and since I know you're a woman and everything, yes or no, ponytails, are they seductive? Mm,
1: I mean, they can be. I guess. I don't like wearing my hair up, though.
0: I know that Rhea Seahorn, her character Kim on Better Call Saul, she's always sporting the ponytail, and she looks fantastic. She's a great actress, and I can't wait for that to start up. Yeah, because you can stare at her. Yeah, stare at the ponytail. But I guess in uh, Japan, one of the schools there has banned the p- ponytail because it distracts the male students because the, they're sexually attracted to the ponytail. Apparently, the the hair beret, the little uh, ponytail tie, that's basically the hair's version of the thong in Japan. I don't get it, because... Japan is the weirdest country. It is. And you would think they wouldn't have a hang-up over that, because, like, it's Japan. They they don't have hang-ups generally when it comes to that sort of
1: thing. No, they're very open about it, last time I heard. Yeah.
0: But the ponytail at this school is, has been banned, but, like...
1: I bet something must have happened with a student, so they yeah, just hof- probably went...
0: Yeah, hopefully not a student and a teacher. Oof, that'd be terrible. But, like...
1: I don't want to talk about this anymore.
0: (laughs) All I'm gonna say is like a woman with mussed up hair. Hey, babe. Always. uh, I scrunched it. Thank you. Well, hey, when when a woman's hair is mussed up, that is kind of sexy, at least to me. Hey, babe. So there you. You should have
1: seen me this morning when I walked into work. (laughs) Damn you, daylight saving time. Well, also the kids. I get less than five hours of sleep.
0: (sighs) That's right. They're always thru- If it's not, if it's not a stupid government initiative like daylight saving time, it's your own damn kids. That's probably sleep. It's nev- it never ends, man. Hoy, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you, babe. And uh, if you want to, put I'm a, not
1: wearing a ponytail right if, now. If you
0: want to put a, oh, yeah, a ponytail, just,
1: I don't like ponytails. I'll just,
0: i put on like a. You did
1: like it though when I wore a ponytail with a clip underneath it.
0: Talk to everybody. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash M Davidson Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.